It's July 27th. You're listening to the President's Daily Brief. I'm your host and former CIA officer, Brian Dean Wright. Your morning intel starts now. First up, the State Department is on the attack against corruption in Central America this morning, all because Joe Biden and Kamala Harris think that that will stop illegals from coming across our southern border. But will this war on corruption work? I've got the answer coming up. As always, I'm keeping an eye out for developing stories. Put this one on your radar. Your electricity bill for July is probably going to go up, way up, especially if your local utility uses natural gas. And I've got four reasons for that, plus what we can do about it. And finally, one last thing before I let you go. That is the new segment where I'm taking questions and addressing comments from you all. Today, it's Jackie in Chico, California. She thinks that too many of my solutions to the world's problems involve killing people. Well, we will discuss that. But first, let's get started with today's main brief. Late last week, the U.S. State Department added dozens of people to a very special naughty list. It's full of current and former officials and judges and business people, all from Central America, that are, at least in the eyes of the United States, corrupt and undemocratic. The list is called the Engel List, and it's part of a law that requires us to name and shame people in countries like El Salvador and Honduras and Guatemala. So this law and its list have been very deeply embraced by Joe Biden and Kamala Harris because it's central to how they say they want to stop illegal migration. So their view is that if you stop corruption in these places, then justice will flourish. And that means businesses will flourish. And when you put all of those things together, you know, good law and order plus a vibrant economy, you remove any incentive for people to leave. So here's a quote from Kamala Harris making that case about a year ago. Quote, injustice is a root cause of migration. Part of giving people hope is having a very specific commitment to rooting out corruption. In the meantime, though, as you root out that corruption, that takes time, they say. Well, Mr. Biden and Ms. Harris and the party faithful argue that America should let in illegals from Central America because they're fleeing these terrible places with corruption. But taking a step back here, we have to ask ourselves about their foundational assumption. And I want to restate it because their whole immigration policy depends on it. So here it is once again. America will stop illegal migration, they argue, when we stop corruption in Central America. So for argument's sake, let's just assume that they're right, that corruption drives illegal migration. So can we stop corruption in Central America or reduce it to any meaningful level? Well, the angle list that I just mentioned, well, it grew in size this year. It did not shrink. And that would suggest that we are going in the wrong corruption direction. So let's just take a few examples. Guatemala, let's go first. On the new angle list is a man who heads up the Guatemalan Attorney General's Office Against Corruption. That office, called the FECI, has been a very important ally of the Biden administration in trying to crack down on Guatemalan corruption. But now those anti-corruption cops are actually corrupt themselves. Oh, dear. All right. How about Honduras? Well, in recent years, that country was led by President Juan Orlando Hernandez, and he was a very close partner of the United States. In fact, at one point, he sat next to President Obama and then Vice President Biden in the White House talking about the importance of tackling corruption and crime. 
So Hernandez said that he wanted to, quote, appeal to the heart of Americans to see this immigration issue as a humanitarian issue, as an issue of neighbors. Well, it turns out that he and his brother were involved in a cocaine ring during the entirety of his presidency, including when he was sitting next to Obama and Biden. And that cocaine ring cooperated actually with Mexican cartels who in turn sent him millions of dollars in bribes. Okay, let's move on to El Salvador. On this new angle list are some additions to include the press secretary of the Salvadoran president and the president's legal advisor. That is on top of last year's list when even more people in that same president's cabinet were added. So that sounds bad, doesn't it? All three countries adding more people to the naughty corruption list. But here's the surprising news. Those people, the new folks on the list, ah, they're not worried about it at all. In fact, they've been putting out statements ridiculing Joe Biden and America for doing it. One fellow, uh, Guevara Guadron, he tweeted this reaction about 10 days ago. Quote, I'm not afraid of them. The Joe Biden administration is stupid, weak and inefficient. End quote. The head of El Salvador's Congress, meanwhile, tweeted something similar when he ended up on the naughty list. He said that the whole process of being put on that darn list is, quote, a tantrum by someone in Washington, end quote. Now, I've got one final quick story on El Salvador. It just kind of brings the whole thing home. So the gang MS-13, you might have heard of them. They operate extensively out of El Salvador and with the cooperation of parts of that government. Well, how much cooperation, you might want to know. Well, listen to this. There was a leader of MS-13 who was in a maximum security prison. His name was Elmer Rivera. His nickname was actually Crook, by the way, which is kind of a great nickname. Anyway, one of the president's key leaders who was negotiating with the country's street gangs, well, he actually drove to that prison and he just let Crook out. He put him in his car and he drove away. He let Crook actually stay at a luxury apartment for a while and then eventually took him to the border with Guatemala, where some of his MS-13 buddies took him onward to Mexico, where he is currently hunkered down. All of that according to some pretty credible reports from a news organization, El Faro. And if you're wondering why, why El Salvador's government would help out MS-13, why on one hand they say they're cracking down against these guys, but on the other actually protecting their senior leaders, Well, the reason is that the government officials of El Salvador know that some of these MS-13 members will eventually get arrested in America. So, El Salvador officials take care of some of these gang leaders, like Mr. Crook, so that once they get arrested, they won't cooperate with American authorities and rat out all the bad apples in El Salvador's government. Look, I could go on and on with examples of corruption in Central America, from the police departments, the businesses, the judges, the presidencies. But suffice to say that it is everywhere, it is egregious, and it is going nowhere. And that's not an opinion, by the way. The organization Transparency International has ranked these Central American nations as deeply corrupt for many, many years. And that takes us back to the foundational argument that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are making. Remember, their fundamental belief is that America will stop illegal migration when we stop corruption in Central America. So now you have the facts. Ask the question, can we stop corruption in Central America? No, we cannot. In fact, we have tried this approach for decades, but it has never worked, ever. 
We've only gotten more names to put on the angle list, which we know by now they actually laugh at openly on Twitter. So if I were in the White House this morning briefing the president, here would be my counsel. First, the war on Central American corruption is a joke. Stop it. It is a waste of time, money, and breath. The governments of those countries have shown themselves unable or unwilling to fix things. Why? Why are they so corrupt? Well, we could probably debate that for a very long time. Part of it is their own choices and culture. And to be fair, part of it is our history in the region. During the Cold War, we propped up some dictators and that did not help. But to whatever extent Joe Biden has guilt over our involvement down there, well, it doesn't justify these ineffectual policies decades later. It's time to stop. Which leads to other options. The most appropriate and sensible thing to do is what's in our immediate control. Lock down the southern border tighter than a drum. That will stop illegal migrants from coming across. Now, does that break your heart at some level? Knowing that these folks are fleeing violent garbage dumps of countries from which they come? Yes, of course. Most of us, anyway. Which leads to the other option, if you want to help the poor, huddled masses. You put together a coalition of countries, or all by ourselves, and you occupy Guatemala, El Salvador, and Honduras. You set the place straight, and one day you walk away when it's better. Now, do we want to do that? Will you all, as American taxpayers, pay for that? And if so, what do you want in return? Now that starts taking us down a very uncomfortable road, doesn't it? Allegations of colonialism and illegal occupations. Which is why this solution, long discussed quietly in Washington, D.C., by the way, it rarely sees the light of day. Which is why, practically speaking, it is far easier to just look inward, to seal up the border and let those countries figure it out. But that leads some of us feeling, well, unsatisfied. And that's why America's leaders like Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and frankly, Republicans before them, well, they've all kept up this ruse of fighting corruption and developing economic vibrancy. Those are words of comfort, not for the people of Central America, but for us. Those words fool people in Washington, D.C. into believing that we are doing something when in fact, we are not. Coming up, a closer look at what's on my radar. In today's market, you may just decide to make your current house home sweet home for just a bit longer. I mean, with interest rates higher, staying in your current home, well, it looks a lot more attractive. But are your aging appliances in it for the long haul as well? It's an important question to consider and to be prepared for unexpected expense when that refrigerator, the dishwasher, your water heater, or some other system in the house decides to tag out early. That's where American Home Shield comes in. With AHS, you can protect what you don't expect, like a leaky faucet or a faulty water heater. This gives you more control when parts of covered appliances or home systems break, so an unexpected bill doesn't break the bank. Choose a plan that works for you and your budget, and then it's simple. When a covered item in your home breaks, just contact American Home Shield, and their trusted, qualified pros will fix or replace it based on the coverage limits in your agreement. Right now, you can take $50 off. Go to ahs.com slash Mike now to save $50. That's ahs.com slash Mike for $50 off any plan. American Home Shield. Protect what you don't expect. See ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. Picture this. 
You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com carlson. Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. carshield.com carlson. That's carshield.com slash Carlson. As always on the PDB, I'm watching a few other stories this morning. Put this one on your radar. The price of natural gas is soaring in America, up more than 65% in July. So if your local utility runs on natural gas, your electricity bill will almost certainly be going up. States like Texas, who rely heavily on natural gas, you all might expect to see some pretty hefty bumps. But it's not just consumers like you and me. These high prices are killing businesses too. You might remember the brief that I gave you about the aluminum plant in Kentucky shutting down for at least six months because they are heavily dependent on natural gas and they couldn't afford their bill. So industries like that, plus fertilizer, steel, cement, plastic, glass, all of them heavily reliant on natural gas. That means you'll be paying higher prices for those goods, making inflation worse. Or those companies will go out of business if buyers pull back far enough and for long enough. So the question is, why is this happening? Well, we got four reasons. First, low supply. We've got lower production from shale basins in Texas and New Mexico, which has left stockpiles of natural gas about 12% below normal. So said differently, lower supply, higher demand equals higher prices, which takes us to reason number two. Hot weather makes for high demand. So America has a very hot summer on our hands in lots of different places. And that's largely because we are experiencing a rare triple dip La Nina, which is a weather phenomenon that we've actually only seen twice since 1950. Since I'm not a weatherman, I'll skip the intricate details here, but we would expect in, in this La Nina, very hot conditions from Georgia and Florida all the way through Texas, Arizona, into California, and up into the inland Pacific Northwest. And that means that people in those areas will crank up their air conditioners, and that in turn will pull bigger demand from their electric utilities. And that's exactly what's happening. And that leads us to reason number three. Big summertime demand for gas-run electricity, it's actually not abnormal. Now, usually, utilities have a backup if gas prices get too high. They switch to coal. Well, the U.S. power sector has retired about a third of our coal-fired generating capacity, which means that switching is no longer an option for many utilities. And for those that still have that coal flexibility... Well, unfortunately, coal prices are about triple what they were a year ago because of low supplies and reduced mining. Which takes us to reason number four for high natural gas prices. The war in Ukraine and the natural gas wars there. So demand for both coal and natural gas are high right now because Russia has turned off their natural gas pipeline to Europe. Well, 
almost shut it off. It's operating at 20% capacity. That means that Europe has to buy natural gas on the open market, and that creates big prices and big demand. Now, Europeans are also firing up their old coal fire plants, meaning big prices and big demand for coal too. Now, some American natural gas producers are trying to get in on that action, and I can't blame them. Now, in a previous brief, I may have garbled the exact numbers here. Bob from San Diego sent me an email on this, so let me clarify. America consumes about 90% of the natural gas that we produce. That remaining 10% gets exported to international markets. Well, producers are trying to get even more out, you know, raise that 10% number because of the European demand. So let me demonstrate that point. Last year, we used to send about 35% of our liquefied natural gas exports to Europe. But this year, it's about 75%. So there you are. The four reasons for why your utility bill may go up this month and why businesses around the country are going to get hammered too. So how do we fix all of this? Well, let's start first. We can't do much about La Nina, it's weather. But we can increase natural gas production. Although Joe Biden has said very clearly that he wants to bankrupt that industry and end production. Although he has also said that he wants to increase production, at least in the short term. That, of course, is a curious policy of pushing on the brake and the gas pedal at the same time. I'm not sure where he learned how to drive, but the point is that that can be fixed. We just need different leadership or our current leadership to change their minds. The same is true with allowing some backup power that can run off of coal in the summer months if we see these natural gas price spikes. Finally, the war in Europe is now impacting you. Russia's natural gas wars are just a nasty part of it. So the sooner that we end that war by whatever means, the better. Because the cost is not just weapons and humanitarian aid that we're sending there. It's higher gas bills here at home too. And that hits your wallet, folks, and mine. Attention. If you owe the IRS, this is an important announcement. COVID relief is over and the IRS is ramping up like never before, sending out millions of collection letters to start 2024. Do you owe $10,000 or more or have unfiled returns? Now is the time to act. The IRS can garnish your wages, seize your property, and they can even take your home or your business. Don't let the IRS take advantage of you. It's time to call Tax Network USA. Their team of experienced tax lawyers has already saved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients. They know how to negotiate with the IRS and can help you too. Visit TNUSA.com or call 1-800-245-6000. Again, that's 1-800-245-6000. Don't wait until it's too late. Take control of your tax situation today with Tax Network USA. 1-800-245-6000. Call now. Hey, everybody, let's talk cigars. Now, today's journey begins in the fertile soils where the finest tobacco is nurtured, cultivated, and harvested with meticulous care. It's a marriage of premium Nicaraguan and Connecticut shade tobaccos. They're blended together, and frankly, the rest is history. Now, of course, I'm talking about the Charter Oak Cigar by the Foundation Cigar Company. Foundation Cigar Company is where passion meets craftsmanship, and old-world traditions are mixed with modern-day styles. I first heard about Foundation Cigars from Joe Rogan, and, as usual, he was right. These guys know exactly what they're doing. Their cigars are unique, and they're laser-focused on quality. 
Nick, the founder, is recommending the Charter Oak Cigar. It's great for the most seasoned cigar lover or for the casual enthusiast. It's smooth, medium-bodied, with notes of cedar, spice, and a subtle sweetness. How's that for a description? So, when was the last time you had a cigar? Well, maybe you're a regular, or you're just looking to change things up. Go down to your local shop, grab a couple Charter Oaks by Foundation Cigar. Their website is foundationcigarcompany.com, or, like I said, they're sold in cigar shops around the country. Look, anybody who's sat around the fire pit enjoying an excellent cigar and a tasty beverage knows exactly what I'm talking about. Maybe you're on the golf course, or frankly, at this time of year, you've just finished a day of skiing. Perhaps you're sitting on the porch with your buddies or you're playing poker. It's the perfect time to light up a Charter Oak Cigar from Foundation Cigar Company. All right, ladies and gentlemen, one more thing before I let you go. I got a very thoughtful comment from Jackie in Chico, California. She wrote, Brian, love the show, but I noticed one thing. When you talk about the world's problems, especially Mexico, Afghanistan, and and Russia, you tend to offer solutions that sometimes involve killing people. Do you think being a CIA officer made you that way? And if you're a Christian, does killing people bother you at all? Well, that, uh, that is a good comment and a great set of questions. I really appreciate it, Jackie. Let's start with this. When it comes to America's foreign policy, I think that our default position should almost always start with diplomacy. Because on most issues with most people, we can find solutions through peaceful negotiations on things like trade disputes, border disagreements, treaty obligations. That's all the stuff for diplomats. But let's say that you have a dictator like Iraq's Saddam Hussein or Libya's Muammar Gaddafi, both very awful men and both now dead. And we can argue who really pulled the trigger in both of those cases, but the point is they're dead. Now, was that a good solution? Because after all, both were very bad people. Saddam Hussein gassed thousands of his own people to death, and Muammar Gaddafi bombed lots of innocent civilians, including in Europe. But I would argue that killing those leaders, as horrible as they were, well, those turned out to be pretty terrible mistakes. Because while maybe they deserved it, it was our obligation to pick up the pieces afterwards. You know, when we kill the president of Iraq or Libya, we now have to govern Iraq or Libya for a very long time and have a very good plan to do so. In international affairs, they call that nation building, and we are absolutely terrible at it. And that wasn't always the case. We rebuilt Europe and Japan after World War II very successfully. So, Jackie, I'm with you that killing people as a normal course of foreign affairs is probably something that we shouldn't do, generally speaking. Let diplomacy work. But yes, I do think that killing bad guys in certain situations is an important tool, either as a form of justice or as a warning, or both. Let's talk a couple of examples. Islamic terror first. Let's say you have two terrorists. One is a teenager from an isolated village in Afghanistan who was herding sheep and goats bored out of his mind. And then some cool-looking dudes, or Al-Qaeda recruiters, drove up in their trucks and offered him adventure. So he joined. Now, he wasn't an Islamic radical. He was a dumb, bored kid who did horrible things. Does he deserve to die? Well, maybe. We can talk about the severity of his crimes and whether he deserves rehabilitation and forgiveness. But on the other end of that terror spectrum, you've got Osama bin Laden, a man who spent decades plotting to overthrow all Western governments. He attacked America, killed many of our citizens, and he desperately wanted to force you and me and everybody else to convert to Islam or die. 
and he would have happily cut off your head if you refused. To me, that's something very different. Bin Laden earned his punishment without reservation. He is dead, and he serves as fish food in the ocean. Good. Now, we could talk about lots of other examples around the world. Mexican cartels, for example. Should we send in our diplomats to reason with these people? I mean, because remember, they initiate their people, their new recruits, by forcing them to eat other humans, cannibalism. So should our diplomats offer these folks a piece of territory in Mexico, for instance, and in turn, they would agree to grow avocados instead of you know, cooking meth? I would argue, no, you cannot negotiate with the vast majority of cartel members. Unfortunately, you have to kill them. But how do I square that willingness to take life with the fact that, yes, I am a Christian? So that's a fair question. The only way that I can answer this one is to say that someday I will face judgment. And I know that. When the record of my life is before me and I face that judgment, I hope I receive forgiveness. Now, do I also hope that the gates of heaven are run by Catholics, so maybe I spend some extra time in purgatory instead of hell? Yes, I do. Okay, sorry, bad joke. But look, I don't know what happens when I face judgment someday. Well, I'll find out. And you know what, friends? We all will. And that, ladies and gentlemen, concludes your morning brief. As always, we close out the show reminding each other of why we are here, talking about our country and our world. It's the creed of every good spy and every smart American. It's from John chapter 8, verse 32. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Good day. Hey, everyone. Mike Baker here. I tell you what, let's talk phones, or rather, let's talk phone bills. <laughs> yeah, that's exciting, isn't it? I know. But let me give you a tip. If you're with Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile, well, you're overpaying for wireless. But there is a solution. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of the big names. Now, that's a savings for the average family of almost $1,000 a year. And when you switch to Pure Talk today, you'll get a Samsung 5G phone for free. That's right, I said free. No four-line requirement, no activation fee, just a Samsung phone built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and top-tier data security. The qualifying plans start at just $35 a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com baker to claim your free brand-new Samsung 5G smartphone. And start saving on wireless today. Go to puretalk.com slash baker to make the smart switch over to the cell phone company that I count on to save money. Pure Talk. When looking at today's financial environment, it's clear that we're experiencing concerning economic shifts that could impact your retirement savings. We've got stubborn inflation, soaring interest rates, and astronomical debt that could drain their value. Now, the good news is that there is a time-tested way to protect your financial future, and that's gold and silver. American Hartford Gold can ship physical precious metals right to your door, or you can store your precious metals in a tax and penalty-free gold IRA. American Hartford Gold can help shield your wealth from this economic turbulence. Analysts predict that gold is set to hit all-time highs. If you've got retirement funds that you can't afford to lose, now is the time to call American Hartford Gold. 
They'll show you how to protect your savings and retirement accounts by diversifying your portfolio with physical gold and silver. With amazing customer service and a buyback commitment, they pride themselves on top-tier products, great customer service, and a commitment to customer satisfaction. American Hartford Gold has earned a five-star rating from thousands of reviews and an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. Use the promo code PDB and they'll give you up to $5,000 of free silver on your first order. So call 866-292-2990 or text PDB to 998899. Again, that's 866-292-2990 or text PDB to 998899.